So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. Every week I say the same thing, and I mean it. We have an amazing, amazing show coming up. We have Wow, we have Rocket Woman with us from NASA. She's had experience at NASA, and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek. She is an amazing, amazing young woman who is achieving huge things, and I cannot wait to share you or share her with you and all of her immense experience and her intelligence, and she is going to help you understand the importance of culture in business, and it's amazing. And if you've never thought of that before, then this is the show you want to watch. If you have thought of it before and you want to know how to make your culture thrive from within your business, then you want to watch this show. So in other words, you just want to watch this show. So stick with us. The Mind Body Business Show, what is that all about? Well, in my now 56 years on this planet, I spent the last 10 years or so studying only successful people. I wanted to find out what was it about them that made them successful more so than myself. They're just, they put their shoes on one foot at a time, I guess if they're human, right? And they're, they're just like human being like everyone else. What made them more successful? So while I study these people, these are mentors of mine that are, you know, personal mentor, uh, authors of books that either I've met, some of them that are no longer with us, just studying what are the common traits amongst all these people. And these three patterns kept bubbling up to the top over and over and over. And you might guess what those those three patterns are. Yes, mind being mindset, having a very powerful and flexible, the key there is flexible mindset. And there are tools and techniques that you can dive into. And in fact, Dr. Laura Gallagher, my guest on tonight, and I have each experienced one such science that does exactly that. It gives you a very empowered and flexible mindset. We may go into that, we may not, we're gonna have fun no matter what, and you're gonna get a ton of value from this. And then there's body. That is literally about taking care of your body, uh, taking care of it physically by exercising on a regular basis, and also by what you are ingesting into your body, nutrition and, and liquid. And then there's business. All of these people that I studied that had achieved monumental success had mastered the primary skill sets that are necessary to really thrive in business and then to grow after you've actually created a, a monstrous and beautiful business. And those are things like uh, marketing, sales, team building, systematizing, leadership. And I could go on practically all night. There are a lot of skill sets that are required to develop and enhance one's business. The good news is that you could not, so here's the thing, you could not master all those skill sets. I humbly believe in one lifetime as one single person. It would take a long time to become an expert in all of these areas. But if you were to become a master in just one of them, then the rest can take care of themselves. And that one is leadership. And perfect, perfect segue for tonight's show. 
because leadership is so important. If you've developed a, a, the skill set, if you've mastered that skill set of leadership, you can now delegate. You can delegate those tasks that other people have the other associated skill sets in, and they can then take those and run with them. And now you are left to run and work on your business instead of in your business as much. And so we're going to go deep into leadership as well tonight. This is an exciting, exciting, exciting show. And on that whole note about excitement and everything that goes with it, one of the things that was truly exciting for me when I was studying all these people was another phenomenal trait they all had to a person was they were all very voracious readers. And with that, I would like to affectionately move over to a segment I call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. There you see it. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. One quick word of advice is while you're watching this show and listening to it, you're going to be discovering different resources. Uh, Dr. Laura Gallagher will have hers. I will have some like reachyourpeaklibrary.com. Here's the thing. Get out a, a good old fashioned piece of paper. You know, you've seen those things before. Maybe you remember those and that writing instrument that goes with it, maybe a pen or a pencil and take notes. And instead of clicking away and going off and checking out all these resources, look, if you're doing that, your attention isn't where it should be. And that is on our guest expert, Dr. Laura Gallagher, not on me, on her. Uh, because she is bringing the value tonight. And the thing is, if you're off doing other things, your mind is 100% in, you may miss that one golden nugget that could have changed your business and your life forever. And I kid you not, this happened all the time when I would speak from stage. I would see that one person get up to go to the restroom or whatever they happen to do. This is in a physical environment, you know, a seminar. And I just shake my head inside thinking, oh my gosh, if they only knew it was just about around the corner to come up that they're going to miss. So don't do that. Go ahead for yourself, take notes, whether it's on paper, on a notepad, on your computer, just take notes and stay with us on the show. Uh, we're also gonna give away some cool stuff, so you wanna stick around to the end. Speaking of cool stuff, reachyourpeaklibrary.com, real quick, what is that? It is a resource that I had built just for you with the entrepreneur in mind. This is a show by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs, and this is a list of books that I personally read. So I vetted each and every one of these personally. And the thing is, I didn't start reading until about a decade ago at all. I mean, I read nothing, nothing <laughs> except for uh, maybe a newspaper now and then or an Internet article. But I didn't read much. And then I started 10 years ago. And, oh, my God, what have I been missing out? And I began reading pretty voraciously. And so all of these in here are books that have had profound effect on me, either either in business or in my personal life. So not every book I've ever read is in this list. It did not make the grade. So I put this here for you so you could at least have a targeted, more focused list. And the odds of you finding one that will help you are much greater than if you were just to throw a dart at a dartboard on Amazon and say, I'll pick that book. So just grab a book, pick the first one that reaches out to you, that grabs you. Don't You don't need to peruse the entire list. Uh, ready, ready, fire, aim. You know, let's, let's go to it. Find that one book. It says, oh, that one's talking to me. Grab it. These are all purchased. You can purchase them on Amazon. That's where those buttons go. And just start reading it and finish it and then move on to the next and come back to this library. That is there for you to help you to really upscale your life. And there's the thing, the, the number one reason, just like you see there, the number one reason for lack of success is not 
simply the lack of reading books, like moi, <laughs> it's the lack of reading the right books, which I finally started reading and I read only the right books. At least it, that was my goal. With that, the right person is about to join us. Are you ready? Let's bring her on. Here we go. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. And there she is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Dr. Laura Gallagher. Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Woo, this is going to be so daggone much fun. Um, <laughs> Dr. Laura Gallagher and I, we go way, way back. At least I'm saying 40 minutes now. I think so. I think you're right. Long, yeah. time. That's a long time. And the thing I love about uh, the guests that come on my show, just like you are, it, there's always like this instant connection. I just feel this brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever, uh, what would you call it? Siblinghood? I don't know how you say it. Um, <laughs> but really there was a, I just felt this calm and ease about our interaction, you know, and just like, you know, we think alike, entrepreneurs think alike and they have this go-getter attitude and you're, you're like that. Uh, the things you've done, the, I'm going to introduce you formally here in just a minute. In fact, Real quick, I'm going to remind everyone on here right now that if you stay on to the end, I mentioned there were going to be some uh, giveaways, didn't I? If you stay on to the end, you will get the chance to enter to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort. Compliments of our great sponsors. You see them way up there in the upper right if you're watching video. If you're on, if you're watch, or listening on podcasts, it is TheBigInsiderSecrets.com. My buddy Jason Nast, who heads up that company, they give away a trip every single week for us. Uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal sponsor. We love them dearly. Thank you for that, Jason, and the big insider secrets. Stick with us to the end. Now let's bring on this lovely lady, shall we? Because yeah, you I'm know, I'm gonna be here till the end. Am I am I oh, eligible? That sounds pretty amazing. It's open to all random drawing. <laughs> and and very soon we will be free to move about not just the country, but hopefully the world. Right. <laughs> yes. Can't wait for uh, that. Let's give this young lady the respect she deserves. And, and I want you guys to, to listen to this woman's background. It's amazing. Dr. Laura Gallagher is an organizational psychologist, a speaker, and a leadership coach. Ooh, leadership. It just came back, didn't mm -hmm. it? Yep. She began her career at NASA Kennedy Space Center. That's where they launched the shuttles. Do you remember those? Uh, after the Space Shuttle Columbia exploded, speaking of, mm -hmm. upon re-entry in 2003, which killed everybody aboard, Kennedy Space Center hired Laura and a team of organizational psychologists to change the cultural influences that were deemed to play a role in the tragedy. Ooh, this, this is deep. So she worked for eight years with NASA to positively influence culture, develop leadership capacity, and improve organizational performance at Kennedy Space Center. Laura's company, Gallagher Edge, applies the science of human behavior to organizations so they can get their edge achieved together. And I love the last part. Enjoy the journey. Yes. Yes. With that, welcome to the show officially. Thank you, Thank you so much. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've had some dealings with NASA myself. So we were having that chat before the show started. So that's another reason the connection is, is was instant. Um, and the thing is, I love, uh, I love the, the description of the guest experts who come on through their bios and their backgrounds. It gives us a good idea of what you've done, where you've been, the, the experience you have, the successes and all of that. But what I like to do 
is something I know you're going to be akin to. You're going to like this is because I like to go a little deeper. I want to find out the root source of all those wonderful accomplishments. And I want to go into that beautiful brain of yours, yours, Laura, uh -huh. and find out exactly what it is that got you where you are, right? That's because the mind and the mindset is the foundation of all success or lack thereof, isn't it? And with you, I'm curious, and I would love for everyone else to be able to uh, understand for you, like when you get up in the morning, you're an entrepreneur, you have your own business, you've been doing this for a while. You know that every day is like a cakewalk. Nothing ever goes wrong, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I was being very sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's always challenges every yeah. single day. Yeah. What is it that's going on in your beautiful brain that is saying, Laura, another wonderful day is ahead of us. Let's go get it. Rather than, oh, God, here comes some more challenges. What is it going? What is going on in your brain when you get up in the morning and you're ready to attack the day? Man, I mean, framing is so, mm -hmm. so important. I mean, we were talking before about, you know, neuro-linguistic programming or NLP, and I think that's so huge. And it's every time I've talked about this with people, it's a little tough because I think on the surface, it sounds very like, really, that's your advice. You know, the like, don't call it a problem, call it an opportunity. You know, you hear that kind of stuff and you're like, okay, it's so easy to be really dismissive of it and don't be dismissive of it. The language that we use and how we are actually thinking about ourselves in the world is everything. And it's also one of the only things that you have complete control over. Mm. And I love that. Like that is wildly empowering. I mean, you know who Viktor Frankl is? I've heard the name. So Viktor Frankl is really famous for um, having survived the concentration camps. Oh, okay. Right? And so he developed logotherapy. He talked about, you know, um, human search for meaning. And we are always the ones who put the meaning on everything. Yes. Like one of the things that really blew my mind that I share with my clients all the time is you are never reacting to anything that's happening in the world ever. You're only reacting to the meaning that you are putting to what is happening always like, <laughs> whoa. And that's part of why we focus so much on, on self-awareness, right? It's like, what is that story I'm telling myself about what's happening right now? How am I making what's happening in the world about me? And is yeah. that story serving me? And every story we have is serving us in some way. So we always want to figure out what the payoff is. But being able to surface that and go, okay, how is this serving me? How is it taking me away from what I really want? And then recognizing I get to control that, coolest thing in the world. Oh, man. That, that, so I hope people are taking notes right now. There were so many NLP underpinnings that you said and instead of but. I caught oh, yeah. that. That's, that. That takes some practice. That's good. Oh, my goodness. And the meaning, which we call in NLP, the internal representation, the IR, where there's a great example about that, where there's two people that go to a party and they go to this party. They have their fun. They do whatever. They come back and then they compare notes. And one says, God, wasn't that the greatest party we ever been to? That was amazing. The music, the dancing, the men or women, whichever one they were. Wasn't that amazing? The other one said, well, are you kidding me? It was too loud. It was too hot. It was drab. My 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 clothes didn't fit right. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, wait a minute. Now you got a third party looking at them. Did you two go to the same party? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's our own internal what we made up of it based on our past experiences, mostly. It's amazing science. NLP, anyone that has not gone down that path, reach out to either Dr. Laura Gallagher or myself, and we'll give you a resource. I'm sure uh, yeah. we each have one. You're on the East Coast. I'm on the West. That's a perfect uh, thing. I don't teach it. And so I have plenty of resources, though, of those who do that are amazing at it. And so 
love it. Right off the bat, yeah. we're going with the most powerful piece of this entire show, and that's neuro-linguistic programming or mindset. And yeah. that's phenomenal. And if I could, there's something else that I wanted to say that has been really, really important for me on my journey. Because you talk about being successful. Like, what does it take? What's the mindset to wake up every day, right, and work towards success? Yeah. And what does that mean to me? What does it mean to be successful? That's been one of the most profound questions ever. And it's definitely changed. Oh, it yeah. It's changed for me so much. I mean, so much of it comes back to what are my core values? And to what degree do I find myself living my life in alignment with those values? And they change, right? The values can change and shift. And so when that's happening, am I making those changes in my life accordingly? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you, Brian. So this is a tattoo. Ooh. A little hard to read, but it says journey. So, you know, when you were reading my bio, the description, and you, you stopped yourself and yes. said, oh, I love this end, right? Enjoy the journey. That became my most important success criterion. That is the only thing that actually really matters because the journey is all we ever have. That's like the craziest thing. You know, so many entrepreneurs, high achievers, business owners, we're always pushing for that next goal. And that's great. Do that. And don't forget that as soon as you hit that goal, or maybe even before you hit that goal, there's just going to be another one behind it. And mm -hmm. so you can't keep relying on this whole idea that like this milestone is going to suddenly be the thing that gives you permission to feel good about yourself or enjoy your life or whatever. Like this is it y'all like it's happening right now. So if you're not enjoying the journey, I would invite you to think about what can I do right now to shift my experience in this world. So I'm actually enjoying this journey because this moment literally right now, Brian, this moment, that's all we ever have. Like, <laughs> that whole idea just blew my mind when I really internalized it. And I personally am having a blast right now. So yeah. I'm enjoying the journey big time. This nice. is, you know, this is down that wonderful, beautiful rabbit hole. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, you, you know, you talk about NLP and all this stuff that goes with it. I was this way too. I would be, whoa, that's a bunch of woo woo stuff. Get that away from me. You know, you're not going to control my mind and all this other stuff. And once I learned, and as I'm sure you did that, you know, it, you cannot, actually control one's mind unless their value system is in alignment with what you're telling them to do. I was like, wow, that's awesome. I won't, you know, they're not going to change my belief in God or anything. It's they can't because that's part of my value system. I thought, okay, let's take the gloves off. Let's go. Yeah. And wow, what an, what a ride. It was like a magic carpet ride the whole time. Oh my gosh, we got some great stuff. Dennis Nermella from China, a good buddy of mine. He's a business expert as well. Uh, he moved to China recently. Uh, yes, NLP is life-changing. He's absolutely right. Uh-oh, I think you might know this person. I do know that one. <laughs> Don Gallagher. That is my sister. Jurgensmeyer. Oh, it? yeah. Uh, Jurgensmeyer. Uh, we, we say it the nice, like, butchered, you know, American <laughs> way. <laughs> and, oh, wait, is this the same person? Wow, your whole family's here. Enjoy ah. the moment. I love it. See, <laughs> support. That's so great. Family of origin. Thank oh, and know. look, Dennis applies it. I use NLP I to help motivate non-English speakers in China. It's awesome. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It is awesome. It's a life changer. Um, and speaking of life changer changers, you went through a change. Uh, you worked at a corporation or you worked for uh, NASA for a good, what was it, eight years? Yeah. And then a short stint with Disney after that. What the heck got into your mind to say, you know what? I think I'm going to just branch out on my own and do my own thing with my own business and change the world that way. What what was it that sparked that interest in, in changing direction, if you will? 
So it's kind of it's kind of a goofy story. So I um I finished my doctoral dissertation in in 2010, and uh. As an industrial organizational psychologist, it's such a mouthful, right? Or IO yes. psychologist, like there's one conference, <laughs> it's our annual conference, Society of IO Psychology, PSYOP. And the whole idea that I would get to present my dissertation at PSYOP was extremely exciting to me. And I applied and I got it in. And NASA was actually gonna pay for me to go and present um, because I have a fellowship through them. And that was awesome. And then like optics, and they cut my funding and they said, you're not allowed to go and present because you're listed there as NASA and we're not paying for it and that's not allowed optics optics and I was like I'm sorry you can't uh uh like you can't tell me that I'm like no I was like I am a rule follower I am somebody that hates to get in trouble and I was like I'm going to go if I'm not allowed to go I'm still going to go and I will just suffer the consequences and I was like but if I can avoid, <laughs> if I can avoid getting in trouble I'm going to figure this out and so I actually like threw together what I needed to register my own company and to make it like, okay, I have a company and I'm now going to represent that company. Like I did it. And that was in um, March of 2013. And then I went and I had a blast, you know, my dissertation was on humor. So I got to be really goofy and that was a good time. And then I came back and I think it was within about a month. I was like, well, I have this business now. I guess I'll start doing something with it. And I thought I would just be on the side. And the thing that really helped me make that first jump because I'd really jumped twice, right? I left NASA to try entrepreneurship full time. It was really hard. I struggled in a lot of ways. I got the Disney job and then I left again. It really came down to I have I have so much passion for the things that I want to do. And if you can align me with what I want to do, I feel like I'm on fire. I will Mm. pour my heart and soul into things. And I started to lose that at these jobs. I got high enough up in NASA that they started to like really pay attention to what I was doing. And they were like, oh, we want you to work on this and this and that. And I was like, but that's not valuable. I want to do this. And so I left and I had the same kind of experience at Disney. It's like big organization. And I wasn't able to add value in the way that I really wanted to. And so I was like, you know what? I know that I can add value. I want to be able to work for me. I want to be able to choose who I work with. And oh my gosh, I don't think that I was at all prepared for how hard it was at all. But I was that determined to do the things that I really love to do the most. I, I love two things. I love a lot of things you just said, but the last two were, you know, how hard it is. Oh, so a lot of people think, ah, just I'll join this network marketing company, which I'm not saying anything bad about them at all. And, you know, I'll just, uh, I'll just drink their Kool-Aid. I'll have a couple of meetings in my house and I'm going to become a millionaire. It's like, it doesn't matter what business you embark on at all it is going to take a lot of work and you have to have that drive and passion that that laura has for you to make it because they're going to be the it's going to be tough like she's saying it's hard yeah and if you don't have that that real special and very strong why in your life why are you doing this to keep you going no matter what uh for me i've gone through an exercise an nlp exercise to determine my why and i've done it several times each and every time it came out the answer was the same for me, it's different for different people. For mm-hmm. me, it was my wife. I will do anything. I will crawl over broken glass for however many miles it takes to get this thing running and working and going and banging on all cylinders because that means freedom for us together. But for you out there listening, audience, it's your it's up to you to find out what is that why that you would just stop at nothing. It could be it could be a person, it could be uh it could be a um, what I'm trying to think of the like an organization like where you donate. Um, what's that word? 
I can't think of the word. Like a charity like, or a nonprofit? Thank you. It could be a charity. Yeah. Uh, you want to? <laughs> thank you. I was like, man, what's going on? <laughs> Woo! I got uh, you. Yeah. So there's all these things that, but thank you for for saying that for, out loud that it's hard because it's really hard. it is. It's not easy. It never will be. I, you know, I'm glad it's not. I love the challenge. I know. I know. That, that leads. You said something earlier. You said, uh, you know, once you reach that goal or milestone, you know, a lot of people think, yeah, that's it. I made it. Oh my God. I so hope not. No. I would be so decimated if that were true. If I reached a goal and they said, that's it, you're done. I'm like, wait, no, uh, what's the next thing? Let's go. Let's keep going. Absolutely. That'd be boring as heck. I know. And I think it's important to, to realize as early as possible in the journey that that's not going to be a thing that happens. Probably it didn't for me at no point was I like, phew, all right, I've made it like at no point. And you go back, you know, I started this company in 2013. So you go back seven years. If you were to tell the me from seven years ago about how I was doing even five years ago, I would have been like, oh, great. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it. But like, but living it, I don't ever feel like that. It's always like, okay, got to so keep the true. hustle. Got to figure out the next thing. Got to keep working on how can I level up and how can I grow and how do I how do I navigate a pandemic? That's a fun challenge, right? <laughs> like there's always something. There's always something. And so I love what you're saying, Brian, about purpose uh, or having your why. That's how I think about it as my purpose. Yes, yes. I have like the most grandiose purpose ever. It's it's borderline goofy, but I actually believe in it. So like we exist, our business, we exist to evolve humanity. I genuinely believe that when we do this work, when we help people grow their self-awareness, we help them change how they think about themselves and how they walk through the world. And then they're changing the way that they interact with their kids and they're changing the way the kids see themselves. Like this can actually contribute to the yes. positive evolution of our species. I actually believe that. And so when I believe that, and I believe that that's the work that I'm doing in this world, I will push through so much crap like to figure it out. I will do the tedious work. I will learn about aspects of business that I have no intrinsic interest in whatsoever, <laughs> but I do it because it's so like finance budget. Oh my gosh. Making me do a budget was like the most painful thing. And I was able to connect it to why it was so important. And so being able to connect every single piece of entrepreneurship to that high level why for me has been completely priceless. Yeah. And it's like the most arduous task, right? We all have to, there are things you got to do if you want to make, be successful. It's like what Brian Tracy said in Eat That Frog, you know, the book. Oh yeah. Take on the most arduous task you have and get it over with, you so know, true. be I, done. I literally, so, I literally have this board. I have this board that's back behind there. It's this just like flip chart pad and I have sticky notes for the tasks. I literally in the top left corner, it says frogs. I love and it. It's like, what's my frog today? And I will choose it <laughs> usually the day before. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to tackle in the morning. Occasionally I don't do it. Occasionally I don't. And sure. I, I forgive myself. I'm self-compassionate and you know, and on the days that I do, I'm like, yes, there we go. So, man, that, that's powerful right there. Uh, two things right there. Two more beautiful golden nuggets. One is be okay with forgiving yourself. Everybody out there oh, listening and watching, forgive thyself. It's okay. You're not perfect. In my mm -hmm. humble opinion, many others too, there was only one human being that ever walked this planet that could be called perfect and you're not it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually like such a relief. Yeah, isn't a relief. It? <laughs> yeah. I wrote this blog post a few years ago and I called it, I'm not perfect. So how could I be a perfectionist? And it was a mindset that mm -hmm. I used to have because I was a perfectionist in denial. 
and I identify now as the recovering perfectionist, which isn't mine. I don't know if I got that from Brene Brown or who I, who I borrow that from. Um, and it's, man, it's sneaky. The perfectionist tendencies, they sneak up in all kinds of ways and really being able to sit in my own humanness and be like, uh, yeah, I'm actually, I am like everybody else and that's okay. It's very liberating. It's very liberating. It, It helps me put my energy towards solving problems and getting things done rather than beating myself up. Right. Or just yeah. like kind of crawling into a hole, which I will do if I beat myself up enough. Yeah. We say there's two phases to it is one is being aware that you're going down that path. And number two is doing something about it yep. and uh, having the tools to do that. And so instead of recovering perfectionist, I think I would take it another step for you hmm. and say a recovered perfectionist. Like own it. Done. I'm over. Done. It's done. Drop. Check. That's right. <laughs> Check that box. And that was the other thing you said. It was forgive yourself. And also you said, yeah, that's like give yourself a pat on the back. Give yes. yourself an attaboy and girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are our own worst critic, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Painful we will often do more for others than we will do for ourselves. And one of the other things we'll do is we'll be the first to demean our own self mm-hmm. internally, externally. Mm-hmm. You know what? When is now the right time to love yourself? You know, to give yourself that pat on the back. You're all working hard. You're not going to be perfect ever. You just got proof. Dr. Laura Gallagher just told you, (laughs) become a recovering uh, perfectionist. And then you'll end up like Dr. Laura Gallagher and become a recovered perfectionist. Yeah. One of my favorite things to say is um, if you're not good enough now, you never will be. That's right. Right. And so there's no better time than literally right now, right now. Choose to accept yourself exactly as you are. It's not going to stop you from growing. I promise. That's That's the fear, right? Self-acceptance leads to complacency. Uh Uh-uh. Nope, it does not. It just leads to enjoying the journey and funneling that energy into better productivity. That's why I love this life we've all been given because I think it's a never ending journey of improving no matter yeah. where you are. Like you just yeah. said with uh, success where it, you, it was different. The meaning, it meant something different. Yes. It's because you are different because yeah. your life experiences have changed you. It's like, yeah. have you ever read the same book twice, the oh, exact yeah. same book? Okay, yeah. the second time you read it, what did it seem like everything was exactly the same as the first time you read it? No way. I'm like, Wait. oh. <laughs> Wait. Oh. Uh, we, I used to have a book. Around, oh, hold on. I got one. Yeah? So what you got? telling me that if we got a book, this is my buddy, Les Brown. He was on the show. Just happened okay. to have it close by. I, yeah. I didn't plan this, honestly. And so you're telling me that this book, that let's say this was one you read twice. The yeah. words, you said it, it was different the second time. So I'm just curious. Were pages ripped out of it? I think so. I think they must have like just ripped them out and put new ones in. And oh, then I was okay. like, oh, I get it now. And they even changed the words too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the, the beauty of it. And you could read that book yeah. a fifth, a sixth, a tenth, a twentieth time. And each and every time it will come off different. Why? Because you are different. You have grown. You have changed. And that's what I learned by listening to my mentor. He had a CD of his weekend seminar. I became his lead trainer and I taught half of it. But that was the one way I learned. And every time I listen, it's like, how come I don't remember this part? You know, it's yes, like, where did that come from? It's because I was ready for it. It's, yes. it's so exciting. It's so true. And we, we say this in our work all the time. You can never sit in the same river twice. Right. And so in this metaphor, like you, as you change, you are that river. Right. And so the same exact content, the same, even the same experience. Right. Cause like we have people, for example, who've done our workshops more than once. And they're like, man, like I'm getting totally different stuff out of it this time. Did you change it? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> like We've done this before. And you're different. You grow. And when you're different and you grow, then things hit you. And you will learn things when you're ready to. 
And I, I also believe that's why the phrase, which I think is so true, is repetition is the key to mastery. Yeah. Because as you repeat the same thing over and over, well, your experience is going to change. Even if it's micro changes, they will, it will change and it will improve. Uh, wow. So Paul Gallagher was commenting a little bit. Or I think this is a family affair. What's going on? I know. Here? Well, I, I will admit right before we started, I was like, <laughs> I'm going live in two minutes to my family. It. So they're supporting. Thanks, and Dad. Thanks, guys. Love that you get to do what you want and what you love to do. I think you meant what, but um, that's that's big right yeah. there. Uh, that's part of the why. You know, if you don't yeah. love what you're doing, consider doing something else. Uh, it's pretty simple there. And then Noel Sock. Hey, thank you both for sharing your jewels. I think that is the same gentleman that was just here. Thanks for coming on, brother. Nice. Love this guy. He's an amazing guy. Um, wow. Uh, this is so we're, we're like only a half hour into it, but I think we're going to go another two or three. I know you're on the East Coast, but it's all right. We'll just keep powering <laughs> through it. So I'm having too much fun to let you go. There's no way. Um, speaking of, you were, we're talking about businesses uh, and you talked about clients. I heard a couple keywords. I wanted to find out more about you, your business. Uh, you know, now that you've left NASA, you've left Disney, you've, you've done the, the leap twice and now you've stuck it. You've stuck the landing. Oh, yes. Good. And uh, now you have Gallagher Edge and the company. You have a team. And who is it that you cater to? And um, and more more importantly, I think is what do you do for that that people organizations that you cater to, and what kind of impact does it have on them? Well, so we apply the science of human behavior to organizations, and really, what we're doing is we're helping leaders align culture from the inside out. So I work mostly with CEOs, executive teams. And we begin like our inside out model. We always begin with self. Like we've been having these amazing conversations, Brian, where we're talking about all these self ideas and that we always start there because you cannot possibly begin to create culture without really paying attention to the key ingredient of organizations, the people. And so when we come in, we're doing a lot with the leadership team to really help them grow their self-awareness, their self-acceptance and their self-accountability, which when you put all that together, that's what we call maturity, like emotional maturity. That's core to creating whatever kind of culture you want, because every culture gets to be different. It's part of that unique DNA that an organization has. We want you to have that. And there are still attributes that every effective culture has, maturity, diversity, community, and unity. And so we work to help them really figure out how do you work on this emergent property called culture? Like, how do you do that? You can't work on it directly. And it's all about connecting those organizational level attributes down to the individual level. So that's that whole missing link piece, right? We bring the missing link to help leaders evolve their culture from the inside out. And so we end up doing a lot of things that are extremely experiential. I mean, we can do an exercise, for example, it's like two minutes in duration. And then we spend 30 to 45 minutes talking about what just happened in those two minutes because there's so much that's happening in our minds. We have so many stories in our head. We have so many emotions that came up. We have so many assumptions that we're making and we get to break that down. And it's something that we don't normally do. We don't normally stop and process to that degree. We're not normally that open with one another. And so we're able to help them learn so much more about how they interact with other people and how they're thinking about themselves through these really, really small, simple exercises, but then the conversation that follows. So that's the kind of thing that we do. And then of course we help them figure out how do you design this whole organization thing? to really support the culture that you want so you can actually execute strategy. And so we look at it as a really comprehensive view 
And I think that's part of what makes this kind of cool. Like you mentioned my team and I work with um, my business partners an engineer, right? So you take this idea of culture. So you take an engineer PhD and a psychologist PhD and you put us together and you're like, <laughs> okay, go do culture. That's what happens. That's what we do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. To be a fly on the wall there. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> we enjoy it. We're like really different in all the best ways. That's we like awesome. really complement each other. Yeah. That whole engineer mindset versus psychology mindset. And we align on so many of our values, right? Hmm. To go back to that. And that's why it works. And it makes a good one-two punch. You know, you got the engineer yeah. who's very analytical and, and meticulous and detail oriented. And you might be like more of the visionary who's thinking about how to grow the business and the other things that go with culture that that person. It's great to have different people involved. Oh, yeah. Team. It's always huge. so important. Being yeah. a solopreneur is hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly hard. And, and there's things that are hard about working with people sometimes, which true. is why we like to give people the skills to get through that. I and mean, we all we all know what it's like to work with difficult people, which, <laughs> by the way, if you think they're difficult, they probably think you are difficult. <laughs> right? So like helping people to understand that and get through that. So you can actually just focus on the work and appreciate those differences. You actually said a word earlier, Brian, that I wanted to pull up that flexibility. Mm. Flexibility is so important, right? Like, if you have your preferences and I have mine and they're different, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's only if we become rigid and we lose the flexibility around those preferences, that's where we run into problems. And that's fear that keeps us like rigid instead of being flexible. When we can be courageous, then we're a lot more flexible and we can be way more effective. Yeah. I like to say, be okay with making mistakes because that's how you reach success. Oh, yeah. You know? And yeah. Make, them, make them often. Make a bunch of them. And, you know, but the only thing that it hurts is your own ego. <laughs> and so right. that's the thing is that ego, that's like a cancer to anyone's business, to their personal life. Um, you know, we all have it. We all have it to a degree and we're not going to get rid of it completely. I'm sure it's there for a reason, but you can calm it down and you should. Every Just about every human on the planet, that would be a good thing to work on. I'm still working on mine because um, I, I still think I'm all that. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. So I was telling folks on the, on the show, advising them to take notes. I just want to let them know that I'm a, I don't ask people to do what I myself don't do. So I'm like, you know, the director, the producer, the talent, uh, the interviewer and everything. And I'm still writing notes. So I hope you're doing the same and I hope you're doing it for yourself. I hope you're doing it for yourself. There was a old proverb and I, no one can seem to find the uh, source of the person who said it, but uh, it goes like this, the, the shortest pencil, is more powerful than the longest memory. Hmm. So take notes and it's best if you do hand write them, doesn't be a pencil, it could be a pen, uh, but you just retain information better. It's just proven, it's known. Uh, my goodness, there's so much, so much. We have so much to cover here. Uh, besides all of your family being here, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, you've done a lot um, and it takes, like we said, or like I said in the beginning, a lot of skill sets to actually achieve each individual rung on that ladder. I'm not going to say to achieve success, but it is success. Every step is a step toward greater success. It's another level of success, in my opinion. Um, that being said, where you are today, right now, because it'll be different than when you started. So where you are today, just so you can really frame it and go, okay, like I know where I'm at now. What would you say are three, if you can name three, of the top skill sets that you've, you and your team have embraced and developed that have really proven to be worthwhile skill sets to have 
and nurture. So I want to, I actually want to start with sales mm. as a skill. Um, and that one for me was mindset was so huge. It's so easy to think about sales as being like smarmy or yes. pushy or nagging. Like there was a lot, I had a lot of fear around selling. Um, and oh my gosh, just, just ask, <laughs> you know, I mean, I would get so afraid to just ask the basic question of like, are you interested in exploring doing work with me? I mean, I got past the fear of like, no, okay. If it's no, well then maybe I have something to work with or whatever. But so I think like sales is really big, but it's, it's so much of mindset. Mm -hmm. I don't know more than more even than skill for me. I could probably actually build my skills quite a bit still there. Um, let's see. It's another skill. That's a huge, that's a huge one. It's very common. Uh, yeah. that people are, are nervous about asking for the sale, you oh, know? Yeah. So you just got to dive in there and say, will that be cash check or charge? Oh, I said it. I'm done. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but once you, I learned one thing and I learned this from my mentor is once you, when you truly wholeheartedly and with all your being believe in the service or product that you're representing, then that sale is now turn it around. And, and instead of being nervous about yourself, say, well, it would be a disservice if I didn't do everything in my power to yeah. get this in their hands. And to do that, they need to do a trade of service. They need to trade value. They need to trade their money for our service or product. And once I really ingrained that, then it's like, oh, geez, Katie, bar the door. Come here. You need this. I'm going to help you, you know, decide that you need this, even though you already know it. But I'm going yes. to give you the reasons, you know, to help you get over the hump of your limiting beliefs, your resistance, your fear. That's right. telling you not to go forward when, in fact, you should do the exact opposite because it will just change your life forever. I yeah. hope I just sold everybody on nothing just now. <laughs> I know. right? So I, I worked with um, a consultant and she's a good friend, uh, Dania Shea, and she said selling is an act of compassion mm, yes. for exactly what you just said. It's something that they know they want. It's something that they want to do. And they just need a little more of a push to get themselves over their own. They want to feel really good about the yes. That's what they're looking for us to do. Help them to feel really good about the yes. And that was that was powerful. So I'm grateful to her for helping me with that that mindset shift. Um, yeah, that's a big one. That's yeah. a huge one. So here's the second one All that right. came up. Storytelling. Yes. All right. So I, I mean, I just love storytelling for a lot of reasons. I mean, I, I acted as a kid. Just, you know, nothing fancy, just school plays and and whatever. But I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it always sort of felt like this separate thing, this thing that was over there. And the more I've gotten into entrepreneurship, the more I realize how powerful some of those skills are and bringing them back in and honing them. Because I use storytelling, uh, you know, in forms like this. I use storytelling when I'm speaking on stages. Remember when we used to be on stages? Remember that mm -hmm. back in the day when that was, you know. Um that? So it's an, it's an amazing teaching tool. It's an amazing tool for inspiration. I work with clients to help them develop stories and tell stories as a means to instill culture. Mm. Because you talk about, you know, values in an organization. That's great. And posters on the wall, cool. Maybe even painted on the wall, fine. And we want to be able to connect with people. And so I have the leaders like actually think about what are those stories? And then I'll use what I know about storytelling to help them also cultivate those storytelling skills so that they can onboard their people in a way that's like, wow. And then they can reinforce it, you know, at quarterly meetings or whatever it is. So I think storytelling is really important when I'm still working on. And I love that as a skill set. Uh, 
huge, yeah. huge. If you're writing a book, if you're speaking from yeah. stage, how many, you know, if you, not you, Dr. Laura Gallagher, but if you out there are thinking, I'm gonna write a book about X, and you somehow think that a book has never been written about X, well, guarantee you a book has been written about X. Right. And right. how are you gonna make it different than the 1500 others that were written about X? It's yeah. your stories. It's your metaphors. How do you make it interesting? How do you make it engaging? How do you keep that reader turning the pages? Uh, same thing speaking from stage. You know, the, the uh, you're going through and as I was an up and coming speaker, uh, you know, I'd be nervous about the content. I'm like, I don't need to worry about the content. It's telling stories that people want to hear as long as it it's, uh, you know, commiserate with what you're taught, you're teaching that day. As long as there's a reason behind the story, it can't just be any story, you know. A little Miss Muffet or whatever. It's got to be an actual, uh, it's got to, it's got, there's got to be a hook to why there's got to be a reason for it. But the thing is, is it's so valuable and it can be used in sales. You know, you can, you can uh, future pace someone like they're getting, they're going to get in their car or you're selling a car and you can just say, just imagine yourself, you know, oh, my wife, she's going to kill me if I buy this. But imagine as you drive down by the beach with the top down, the wind blowing through your, picture this, just picture this right now. Oh. And then when you pull into your driveway and the neighbor is looking over the hedge and going, wow, Bob's got a phenomenal car. And then your wife comes out and is like, oh my God, this is a gorgeous car. Can you just imagine what that'll feel like? I'm like, all right, where do I sign, right? Yeah, totally, absolutely. So storytelling is so powerful. All right, I was, I was giving you time to come up with number three. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> For number three, I'm going to go with empathy. Ooh. I think empathy is another really powerful one that is a skill set that can be applied in so many settings. Um, so certainly in terms of, because, you know, marketing has been something that I find to be confusing and, and challenging. And it, it comes down to so many different things for me because it's like, well, you know, what's my niche and who's my person? And But, you know, we, we've been able to do that and really think about who we want to work with as human being and Empathy is useful in that context, right? For for marketing and for sales. Empathy is huge for us internally as a team to be able to listen to one another, understand one another, connect with one another. And then of course we bring, you know, skills related to empathy into organizations. It's a it's a component of compassion, which is part of our model. And so I feel like that's probably one of the most important skill sets that we've been cultivating over the years. Wow. Yeah, uh, the skill of listening, that's a big one. Yeah. Just that alone. I, I was doing my best to listen that time. I was <laughs> learning. You were teaching me as you were talking. I was like, that's right. Shut up, Brian. Be quiet. <laughs> it's always like the funniest thing when we teach listening and we do all these exercises around listening. It's so funny how often people fall into the same old traps of listening poorly while we're doing the listening. It's very meta and it tends to be incredibly funny. Every time, every time we're talking about it, people fall into the bad habit of listening that we're pointing out. Yeah. And it's, but it's great. That's self-awareness, you know, they're picking it up and they're like, oh shoot, there it was again. It, I'll tell you, it is a major challenge doing this show to do that, to be there, yeah. to listen. You know, I'm pressing buttons. I'm writing notes. I'm, I'm looking at other notes on screen. I'm looking at what's the next uh, section going to be. I'm looking yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, all right, hone in. What is, she, what is she talking about? Be sure you're still there. Constantly reminding myself. And so this is a great uh, exercise, to be honest. It is uh, like a gym. It's like you're it like, is. like you're doing a workout on the listening side. Yeah. yeah. Extra challenging. That's you're fine. doing great. You're doing I'm great. Doing 
I'm doing brain <laughs> curls right now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Love it. Oh my goodness. So many wonderful things. Oh yeah. We got to touch on uh, this. We've, we've actually said the word a couple of times. I think each of us have, and that is that one word that we all have that causes resistance. that keeps us from taking that next step. The big F word. And no, for those of you, that wasn't the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about fear, fear, yeah. that F word. And it's just as, as bad of a word actually, <laughs> given yeah. what it does and what impact it has on people. What would you say currently right now, if you were to know, if you were to have one, what is your greatest fear? And then how do you manage it? So this feels really vulnerable and, you know, which can be scary in and of itself and it's real. So my, my greatest fear is actually loneliness. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and as far as how I manage it, it's so easy for me to be able to point to all of my connections, right. To be able to just use pretty simple evidence based, you know, yeah. I can just look, look at the data here. Um, I think part of why it's my greatest fear is because I understand so deeply that we are, we are tribal creatures and we are made and meant for human connection. And we're living in a world where it's very different. You know, we've created a lot of obstacles and barriers actually to connect. I mean, you can point to technology and say we're connected mm -hmm. and, it's really, it's really not the same. Um, you know, you talk about raising a kid takes a village and all that. Like we really used to live very differently. And in the evolution of society, we have not evolved as a species as quickly as society has evolved. And I think that's a good thing. So I'm not always a fan of the direction of the evolution of society. And so I feel like that disconnection mm. is one of the most um, painful and, and dangerous things for us as humans. And so that's something that you know, I fear and I like to really focus on what is it that I then want. So if I feel the fear creeping up, instead of focusing on that fear, it's like, you know, trying to not run into the trees when I'm snowboarding. Like if I stare at the trees, I'm going to run into the trees, like stop staring at it, right? Look for or look towards what I do want, you know, which is that, that mm. human connection. And fortunately for me so far, when I really seek it out, it's totally fine. And so it's really for me, if I can keep it top of mind and I can stay really intentional, that's how I can manage that fear. I mean, I hope, so everything you've said tonight is worth untold thousands of dollars to anyone who's listening and taking notes and actually taking this in and going to put this into action because what she basically just said is you get what you focus on. What are you focused on right now? All of you listening, all of you watching, and really think about that. What are you focusing on on a regular basis? Are you focusing on all the crap in your life? And if you're focusing on all the crap in your life, guess what you're going to get more of? Yes, that's right, more crap. And do you want more crap? I don't want more crap. Why do I keep saying crap? I don't know. It's getting to get, be a crappy show. No, I'm kidding. But. <laughs> Focus on what you want. So if you're focusing on the things you do want that you wish to achieve, like that's why I think um, vision boards are so powerful and yes. so many people utilize those mm -hmm. because it takes you to a place that you normally wouldn't go to because you're so into the moment and all the junk that's going on in your life and all the problems and issues. 
uh, that gives you that escape and something to focus on that you truly desire. And so I think what you just said, Dr. Laura Gallagher, is that, you know, it's so powerful for people. If all they did was simply change what they're focusing on, their lives will change. It's a guarantee. That's all. I mean, we can't. I'm sorry. We can't make it any simpler. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, or, or we can't make it any more complex, actually. Um, but, you know, we could probably come up with an entire e-course about it and sell it. And, you know, oh, no all doubt. we have to do is tell you, all you have to do is focus, get what you're focused on. <laughs> Just say that uh, like 18 different ways. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Look into a mirror and, and say those affirmations. Tell some good stories. Tell those yeah. stories, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sales, storytelling, and empathy, the top three skill sets that are in the top of her mind for her company at this moment in time. We come back five to 10 years from now, I'll bet you there will be three completely different top skill sets. And that's the point I wanted to drive home there. There are so many. Yeah. And it's just focus on the next level, the next tier that will take your business to the next rung and get a team so you can discuss what should we focus on next? Because your time, you know, are you spending it wisely? Are you going to be right every single time? No, guaranteed not. But if you if you aim at nothing and fire, you're sure to hit nothing. Yeah. So aim at something and yeah and pull that trigger and go right after what you're focusing on. Wow, we're getting close to the end. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> as you as you made that leap of faith the first time, I can't imagine how scary that must have been because I can understand the whole NASA uh, regimen mentality. It's rigid, it's corporate. Oh, it's beyond corporate because it's government. Because uh, my dad retired NASA, I understand it really well. And then what a leap. That is a major leap to go from there something so regimented and structured to I'm free, you know, and I can do whatever I want. And then, okay, well, let's go back and let's go back to Disney for a bit. And then he did it again. That's, that's phenomenal. I mean, that is truly phenomenal that you, so you really went through a little speed bump there and then said, let's get the heck out of here. It's time to spread my wings. And I'm, it's, it's just, it's a feel good story to me. I watch, I've been in corporate myself and I see these people, they look like the walking dead. They act like the walking dead. They march to the beat of someone else's drum. We all did, right? We're there for a company. And I was trying to think of something you said earlier that just came, it was like another piece of gold. Everything you said is gold tonight, just, just so you know. So um, definitely uh, once you get a copy of this, you can feel free to charge enormous sums of money oh, yeah. for it. Totally. I have no problem with that. Uh, but yeah, it's just, You've been through a lot. You've got great experience. You're, you are succeeding. You know, what does it take to be successful? That's very uh, personal, I think. And it depends on where you are today. But um, what is it when it gets down, when the rubber meets the road, everything cumulatively uh, collected that we just talked about, what is it that makes Laura happy? Hmm. I... I love laughter. I really do. And I find that it's actually, for me, it's quite easy to induce, which I feel very, I, I just, I think I do. I just laugh really easily. A lot of things make me, make me laugh. I have a, um, I have a canvas in my master bathroom that says I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, <laughs> always find a reason to laugh. It may not add years to your life, but it will add life to your years. Yeah. 
And um, so that's that's big for me. I actually studied humor for my dissertation, um, which was really crazy and, and funny. And um, it was called The Moderating Effect of Gender on the Use of Humor During a Job Interview. That's what she said. That's actually what, what I called it. And I got this as a gift from my sister, the one who was on earlier. So it's <laughs> that that she said, like this porcelain thing. Um, and so, yeah, humor. I think humor really makes me happy. Brings all the positive, you know, brain chemistry in. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I've often told my own kids, I have two of them, they're adults now, but growing up, I said, you know, there, there's a time to be serious and there's time not to be serious. And the time to be serious is rare. There are times for it, but yeah. why? Why take life so seriously when you could live it to its fullest and enjoy it yeah. and just, you know, find the light side in everything with, out of, you know, with respect, mm -hmm. you know, there are times when you need to be serious at a funeral. You need to be somewhat serious at a wedding during the ceremony after it's over, then have fun and be happy. Uh, but, you know, there are times for being serious. There's times when you're at a negotiating table at a big deal for business. Yeah. It's time to be serious. Um, uh, and you can inject humor even then, and it might yeah. help the sale, uh, which I can I can visualize you doing that. Uh, you, you're just <laughs> such an easygoing, um, warm and inviting person that that by itself is a selling technique, even though it's you, it's your personality. You know, you were given that and you've nurtured it for the better, not just to sell. That's not what I meant by that. It's just right. um, it's gosh darn. You're like a you're like a plethora of unbelievable knowledge and experience and wisdom. And I'm not, I'm not messing around. I'm not joking at this moment. I'm being serious. Uh, yeah. Uh, I truly appreciate you coming on. My God, I just looked at the time. This is unbelievable. All right. So uh, there is one question I like to ask every entrepreneur that comes on this show. Uh, and it's the last one that we ask. Don't go anywhere. We got a couple of things to uh, uh, take care of before. So if you're watching and listening right now live, stay with us. Everyone in her family, stick around. And um, <laughs> they want that trip to Mexico. I think yeah. that's why they're here. <laughs> All 25 of you, stay close. We're almost. <laughs> that's 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 so great. You know, talking about being lonely. Look at that support. You know. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's great. You are so blessed, and and they are too to have you in their in their lives. It's amazing. Oh gosh. Um, so this question is, uh, I found it very. Very intriguing. Uh, that's why now it's the last question I ask every person that's on the show. And it can be personal um, and it can be extremely powerful. It's amazing. And I just love the responses uh, that have come so far. Before we do that, I promised everyone something. And we actually have a couple of things to provide and give away. Uh, just right on cue there, uh, Laura, about the, the trip and the giveaway. It is now that time. And so before I said, you know, watch us, don't take your gaze away from us, don't go off clicking away. Well, now we both give you our permission to pull out that thing called your phone and bring up your text messaging app. Go ahead and do that right now because what you're gonna see on the screen in a moment, it will all make sense. To enter to win a five night stay at a five star Mexican resort, or there's other resorts that you can choose from as well. Pull out that texting app and where you would actually type in the name of the person Instead, type in this phone number, 314-665, as Laura writes it down, 1767. <laughs> That's 314-665-1767. We literally have had guest experts win because it's a random drawing. Just saying, hint, hint, wink, wink. 314-665-1767. And 
in the area where you would actually type the message, you know, where some people would put emojis and funny little symbols. Don't do that. Instead, type in the words peak, that's P-E-A-K, dash, or if you prefer hyphen, vacation. So it's peak dash vacation, no spaces, and just tap the little send icon and then follow the directions that ensue. You will be asked a couple of questions. It's all automated. Don't worry, we're not har harvesting phone numbers and, and all that information for any other purpose than to get you entered to win that wonderful prize. So go ahead and do that now. And before we ask this final deep, deep question of this amazing young woman, we're going to also reveal that she has something for you. She has brought a gift for all of you as well. So to do that, what I wanna do is pull up that, that particular page so you can talk to it, Laura, and tell everybody exactly what wonderful gift you are about to bestow upon our audience. Yeah. Okay, so this is our, our missing link assessment. So because we help leaders evolve their culture, we like to use an assessment to figure out what's working really well and where might you be struggling. So if you complete this missing link assessment, it's pretty quick to complete. You'll complete it in five minutes or less. Then we'll actually generate a report for you that's based on your results. And it's going to give you specific recommendations of things that you can do. Um, and we'll even call you to see if you want to do a one-on-one -on -one 30 minute chat with me. And I can talk to you about it and give you some really specific ideas and help you apply some of these concepts we've been talking about. How can you bring that to your culture? And there it is. So you see it on the screen. Uh, it's galleredge.com. As I lose my voice, forward slash the missing link. <clears throat> okay, it's back. And go ahead and go to that site. I also put in the comments for those of you that can see those that are watching live. There is the beautiful Dr. Laura Gallagher right there. You'll know you're in the right spot when you see that. Take your missing link assessment now. Just click on that button and let the wonderment begin. The amazing things you're going to uh, experience as a result of doing that. I'm actually clicking on it right now. I'm just going to fill it out while we watch. <laughs> listen. But you'll see this. Uh, and then what is the best way for folks to get in touch with you? And don't go anywhere, everybody. We got that that wonderful question still coming up. Oh, my gosh. The comments are lighting up as we do this. Uh, but go ahead. What is the best way for people to connect with you directly who are interested in your culture cultivation? Ooh, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I think the best way to get in touch is probably to go um, to the website, gallaheredge.com uh, slash join. And when you do join. that. Yeah. When you join, then um, you'll start to get emails from me, which you reply to. I am a real human being. I will reply to your email. So yeah, if you go to gallaheredge.com slash join uh, and, and sign up, that's the best way to get in touch with me. There it is on the screen. And I'm glad you clarified that. I wasn't sure if you were real or not, but now I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're about as real as they come. It is amazing. All right. Fantastic. Do a little cleanup here. So I wanted to tell everyone that's on, thank you for all the, the interaction, the comments, my goodness, um, and the interaction, the family support. That is huge. That is very, uh, that's wonderful. That's just I wonderful. I feel so loved. Yeah. <laughs> very blessed. That's, that's a phenomenal thing to have a strong family. Um, I love that. Speaking of family, this has nothing to do with that. Cool. Um, we're going... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it could actually, now that okay. I said that. Hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. Now you're going, what the heck is he going to ask me? So here's the thing. Uh, there's a there's always build up to this question. And 
now to kind of give you some relaxation if there was any tension at all, which there probably wasn't being an NLP master of your own right. And that is, there is no such thing as a wrong answer to this question. It, it just flat out does not exist. In fact, the exact opposite is the case. The only correct answer is yours. And so um, the thing is, some people get the answer like that, and it's right on the tip of their tongue. Others take a little time. Either one is fine. Whatever it is for you is perfect. Any of those situations. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds very cool. Very cool. Are you are you at all like intrigued or curious what oh, this is? Oh yeah. Is? I'm so eager to know. I love it. Good. Then I did my job. <laughs> all right. So you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Dr. Laura Gallagher. How do you define success? I define success as the extent to which I'm enjoying the journey and the extent to which I feel inner peace every night when I lay my head down on my pillow. You thought I was going to let you off that easy, huh? What else? <laughs> I'm kidding. That is phenomenal. You are, you are fun to have fun with. Thank you. You're fun I, too. This is I, a good I, time. Yeah, you're here. You're a lot of fun. I enjoy <laughs> this. This is a, a hoot. And this, the other really cool thing about that question, I, I, it's amazing to me. I've done, I don't, I don't even know where I'm at. 120 plus shows. And to date, it's gotta happen sooner or later, but to date, no two people yet have answered that question the same way. Wow. That's so cool. That's why that's what that's why I call it personal because yeah. and it's also like you were saying earlier that you you almost gave the answer before I, I, I was I like, know oh. we talked about it yeah. I mentioned in the beginning that's so funny I was about to go stop we gotta end it with that one. <laughs> but it worked out great because you didn't go all the way through with it I was ready I was gonna say okay but before we go into that I was gonna interrupt but <laughs> uh, I was ready I, I got I mean come on this is the biggest moment of the show come on. <laughs> You can't let that go. But yeah, it's it's amazing to me that that many people have different views of success and what it means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people will call themselves unsuccessful only because their IR, their internal representation of success that they gave it has not been met yet. Mm -hmm. But my God, they are so successful in so many ways, but they're not giving themselves credit for it. Yeah. And so with your permission, and I'll come back to this when it's time. I would like to take your response and add it to a collaborative book of all those answers and call it, how do you define success? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be honored. And I had, I had one of my apprentices actually put together, started putting together. I thought this is genius. It was, it was his idea. The actual, that clip of you at the end mm -hmm. saying, you know, and I would say, how do you, and they put all these great effects and things in it. And so it was like one minute or less clip and they're so powerful. I was like, keep going. You're doing awesome. I love those. <laughs> so I think I'll do a whole collage of videos as well. So we can have, you know, instead of those banners on the wall, you can have a, a television or something with speakers playing those over oh, and yeah. over. That's perfect. Oh, thank it. you so very much. My thank gosh, you, you've been such a breath of fresh air in so many ways. I mean, my God. Ah, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but can I take you home with me? <laughs> can I keep you, you know, like the puppy? Oh, oh no. yeah. yeah. 
like, can I get like a little bobblehead, Laura? (laughs) (laughs) And just so that doesn't seem too weird. I actually said the same thing to Les Brown and he said, yes. So yeah. Oh, well that's sweet. (laughs) Yeah. So there's only two people I've ever said that to. So just know you're in that company. Thank you. Thank you so much. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You've been an absolute joy. uh, And we have to stay in touch. Everyone, please connect with her. Uh, Take advantage of that wonderful gift. I'll put it up there one last time. Uh, GallagherEdge.com forward slash the missing link. And if you want to get in touch with her directly, GallagherEdge.com forward slash join. It's up. uh, Well, it's up on my screen. You can't see it right now. So (laughs) that's the way it's going to stay for now. Well, what I'd like to do, one last parting gift from you, Dr. Laura Gallagher. And that is, if you were to give a budding entrepreneur one piece of advice, given what you've been through, what you know, what might that be? Celebrate every milestone. Celebrate everything. There is nothing too small to celebrate on this journey. Mm. Mm. I, wish, I wish I knew that when I started. I'm much better now. Um, but yeah, celebrate, celebrate every little, every little step. Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. On behalf of this amazing young lady, Dr. Laura Gallagher, I am Brian Kelly, your host of the Mind Body Business Show. Until next week, I can't wait to see you and all of Dr. Laura Gallagher's family again on the next episode <laughs> of the Mind Body Business Show. Hey, we'll see you next week. Until then, so long and be blessed for now. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.